Right, that's, the, that's what this podcast is about, really. Everything that you want to hear, that you need to hear, hear. Guys, he's like Uncle Iroh. Issues that people don't necessarily want to hear about. Everything is unique in its own way. You learn something from it. We just really need to keep an open mind. <laughs> Hashtag deep. There's just so much convenience in doing business online, not just for me, but also to our customers. I would want to say that I myself am the target market of my brand. It's really a matter of thinking differently, but at the same time thinking objectively. Where I am now and what I do is something that I've been wanting to do. Pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Every day is a chance to learn. I just believe that knowledge should be a choice. 18, 17, 16 is an age too young to ask what you want to do in life. Hear him out. Welcome to Hear Him Out. I'm Jeff, hosting solo for today. Today's guest is Justin Ze. He is a sporting goods entrepreneur, the owner of several brands such as Active, Ybell, Push, LivePro, and the recently launched Total Sports, and many more. He was also part of the team responsible for bringing famous Amos here to the Philippines. Today, he joins us to discuss the backstory behind the foundation of his seven sporting good brands and how it led to the culmination in Total Sports, the up-and-coming online home for sports and exercise equipment in the Philippines. We talk about the boom of online selling and the e-commerce market, and he also takes us through some of the challenges that come with starting a new business. Being a father, he shares his insights about balancing work and family life. He shares his advice for the youth who are figuring out their careers, whether it be pursuing a professional career in sports or thinking of engaging in business, including an honest opinion based on observation that maybe college shouldn't be a requirement for all. And now, let's hear him out. Hi, welcome to Hear Him Out. So our guest for today is the owner of Active and Total Sports, so Mr. Justin Ze. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Hi, hi. Um, how are you doing today? Uh, everything's well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. No, I mean, especially right now, no, it's a time of pandemic. It's, really, it's very difficult. Uh, how are you handling the pandemic so far? Uh, it's a little difficult. I mean, um, there are a lot of adjustments that we have to make, not just uh, with work, but also with everything in life. Uh, what mm. used to be the normal routine of going out during weekends and having this set of schedules uh, during the weekdays, it's quite different now. But then, you know, the the rate of the, I mean, how smart we can be would really depend on how great we adapt to changes. Right. Adapting to change is something very important, especially now in this quarantine uh, and the time of COVID. So what about uh, some changes in your daily routine? Like, well, there's some things that, you know, changed maybe you you go to work every day but now work at home and maybe some hobbies that you might have developed or some hobbies that you've rediscovered over the quarantine better is there anything like that definitely you know um more so during the peak or it's not really the peak because i think now is the peak but maybe months back march april may those months those were really quite difficult because when we were in a strict quarantine everybody was ordered to stay home and with people like me who's uh whose who, whose companies would need to function despite the pandemic 
it will be quite difficult. So yeah, that was quite an adjustment for us. But then uh, fortunately, we were able to adjust well uh, with just limited amount of people coming to work. I myself stayed at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard, but yeah, it's it's good that it's done, right? I mean, now we're all back to work. Well, I'm not really in favor of it much, but uh, it's the adjustment isn't really that large anymore. So I guess now with you with you saying now a lot of us are staying at home, adjustments to the work. Uh, I think given your line of work, right, with what you're doing right now, it's very timely that you've launched a a company called Total Sports, right, uh, which is which has comprehensive sports and training gear. And but the timing isn't better to do something like this. How long has this been in in the works? How long have you been planning this sort of thing? Uh, I'll be honest with you. The whole planning and execution phase of all of this, of total sports here in the Philippines, mm-hmm. only took us less than 30 days. Wow. Uh, okay. I think um, I myself, I tend to work fast. And all I right. kind of set this standard for my team also to work as best they can in the quickest possible way. But then, I mean, looking at it, those 30 days of preparation and putting all of these together, it's a product of years of experience in the industry. So, well, my style when I work is I put a lot of importance in planning. We we ask around, we brainstorm a lot, we try to look at different scenarios. At the end of the day, once planning is already finished, I try to be as confident and trust myself that whatever we furnished is already the best possible way. And then all that's left to do is really just executing the plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's a style that I've been used to work with. So yun, um, that's why we finish it in 30 days. It's already on a soft launch now. Sales are doing pretty well. And yeah, I'm actually pretty happy about it. That's good. I, and I really like that mindset. No? Once, you, once you're set on something, you always, you always have that mindset that what you do is already the best possible version of it. Well, I, I think it's a common mistake of people to tend to keep planning and not, 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 do, not do, do stuff, right? I mean, I think what's most important really is to do rather than plan. Of course, planning is important, right? But right. I mean, how will it materialize if you don't do it? Mm-hmm. That's true, no? I think a lot of a lot of the times, um, myself included, maybe I, I'm guilty of you know staying in that that whole planning phase. But execution, something also that's very important because signing the plans, if you don't, yeah, I mean, who is it goes to waste, right? I'm, I I think for at times I'm like that too. But then I think the confidence is something that we can grow. So, siguro in the first how many times you plan and try to do, you're gonna get sometimes that you you'd you'd fail. Sad to say. But then it's something that you can work on. It's not something that you're going to be perpetually failing at. Right? I mean, I think that's what's great. And you mentioned that you had a team working behind this. Rough idea, how big is this team we're talking of in, in, in total sports at least? We're a team of 12 people. We okay. have uh, people taking care of marketing, operations, finance, and yeah, and we have some consultants too. So I'm just curious, so after talking about all of these these things, executing Total Sports, what can we expect in the coming months and maybe even years for Total Sports? Hopefully a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, thinking about the future of Total Sports, 
actually, honestly, it scares me. Um, I think it's something that I really want to make it to make good. It's something that I wanna, I wanna work. I wanna see that it works, right? Of course. And now that we're just in the starting phase, all the moves that we're making need to be calculated well, right? And eventually, hopefully, the brand Total Sports here in the Philippines and uh, hopefully abroad would become synonymous to convenience and quality of uh, sporting and training equipment. So it's going to be like, um, hopefully, it's going to be the top of mind brand name when it comes to your training and sporting equipment needs. Okay, so when I think equipment, I have to think Total Sports. That's the goal, right? That's the optimum goal. <laughs> and in, in Total Sports, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen the page and... Uh, the products right now carry the brand called Active, which I understand is also your brand, right? Yes. So how did how did the whole Active uh, story? How did the whole Active get into the picture? How did that brand come okay. together? Well, um, Active is a brand that I put together maybe around three four years ago. Okay. Well, it started off with me wanting to train with kettlebells, and um, when uh, when I was looking at sites in the U.S., Instagram pages of kettlebell gyms in the U.S., they have this certain kind of kettlebell that we didn't have here. And I've, I was busy sourcing them and looking for people who could provide me those here in the Philippines. But then uh, it, just, uh, it just didn't happen. With my family being into the business of importing, so I, I had to ask help from our agents in, the, in China to help us source some of these types of kettlebells. Okay. It took us maybe around three, four, five months till we found this certain factory. And I initially ordered some kettlebells just for my own use. Right. And, then, um, and then when people started seeing that I trained with these kinds of kettlebells here in the Philippines, uh, a lot of people were asking me, like, how do you get, how, how did I get them and where they could buy them? I was like, okay, hey. This may be an opportunity. So, okay. I tried uh, getting maybe around 30, 30 pieces and uh, asked my friends if they wanted to uh, buy. And um, I surprisingly, if I remember correctly, I sold those 30 pieces quickly. I think in a matter of two weeks. Wow, two weeks. Two weeks. Two, I mean, it was wow then. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, and then I, I tried ordering more and more and more and more. And then my dad, I, who I closely work with uh, mm-hmm. up, uh, till today, told me that, hey, um, if you just keep doing that, your business won't be as scalable as you would want it. So why don't you try adding different kinds of equipment? So yeah, I, I went to trade shows abroad mm-hmm. and tried sourcing different kinds of equipment that I would personally use. Like I would make sure that the quality is great and um, it's actually something that I want to use to train with. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then we'll, slowly we were adding different kinds of equipment. Now we're up to, I think, 80 different kinds of diff- uh, training equipment all under the active brand. Wow, 80 equipment. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so um, active is just one brand. My company has seven brands. All of them are owned by us. Okay. And all of these brands are present in Total Sports. 
just on the just on the note of uh, these different equipments, because we're talking about how you you sourced them, you went to different trade shows, and what I found very interesting in the active page is that there's a portion where it says building a gym. Correct me if I'm wrong. So you can actually help other people who want to build their own gyms at home. Is this correct? Yes, and we've been doing it for the longest time, actually, already. Uh, we've been doing gyms of schools, hotels, uh, oh, big box okay. gyms, different home gyms. More so now, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of our sales would have been coming from home gyms. So they can just come to you and you can, they can consult and you'll be the one to bring the equipment, set it up, and all that? Yes, uh, together with my team. Uh, that's what we do. And so it's very clear that very obvious that you, you're a big player in this this whole uh, gym equipment market right now. When did you decide that you wanted to you know sell these items online versus having physical stores? Because my understanding is most of the sales come from online, right? Yeah, um, it it's something that uh, how do I say this? Coming up with an online retailing platform is probably 500 times easier uh-huh. than having a retail space. So to try to mitigate risk, it's always best to start online. But then, just like what this pandemic is proving to us, there is a shift in consumer behavior. And a lot of these retail brands that have stores are shifting to online. So. I mean, it can be a blessing that I I was here first, but then there's still bigger, a lot bigger uh, competition out there that could uh, take the takes get some space in online, uh, maybe in a bigger scale. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, it's always been online for me. I've been. Entertaining the idea of having retail stores, but then there's just so much convenience in doing business online, not just for me, but also to our customers. And the consumers, right? Yeah. So eventually, yeah, like you said, there, are plan, there, there could be plans opening smaller retail stores, but primarily you want to, want to build and focus on the ones online. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Right now, I think there's just so much convenience. You could order, you could pay. We could ship it to you in the next three days. What's what's not to love, right? I mean, why would you? Everything's very convenient. Yeah, right? I mean, super convenient already. And we're trying to develop, and it's part of our company and brand values to prioritize convenience and to make okay, sure that um, there's good customer experience when shopping with Total Sports and Active. Mm-hmm. And what I really like is that um, the company goals are in line with how you execute your plans, and I think that's very that's very. That's, that's, that's something we can admire. You know? Yeah. Not, not all the time you see company values and how they're executed. They don't, they don't always align. And considering that you said that um, execution is very important for you, it also, I also see now that you don't, you don't uh, overlook planning because well, they're very much not. aligned. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. And I think that's um, it's something that we really do and we really take good importance uh, to. Because I would want to say that I myself am the target market of my brands. Okay, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's something that I use. It's something that I uh, would like to keep using. Therefore, uh, I would want to align my identity, my team's identity, 
we are in both sides. Like when we're doing planning, it's easy for us to ask, like, does this appeal to us? Would you buy it? Yeah. Or would would you buy it? And um, Mm -hmm. that makes things a little bit easier. And so since we're on the subject of uh, selling things, especially online, given the whole pandemic right now, there's this there's a sudden boom of online businesses, not just in sports, but even you know food, uh, clothing, yeah. lots of different things. And what are your thoughts about this whole industry of booming online business? Overall, I think it's great. Overall, I think it's great. Um, I think that uh, it's mostly because a lot of the usual revenue streams are suspended. Mm-hmm. Right. Therefore, people are people are forced to forced to how do I say this? Um, find something that they're good at and try to make money off of it. Right. So it kind of leads us back to uh, the olden days, maybe, where in each household will have their own specialty. Know what I mean? I see. Yeah. Like yeah. Lalana with food. Like there is uh, maybe there's this um, some baker that has a specialty. Say for example, banana bread, and now is her or his or her perfect chance to introduce it to the world, right? Right. And then the next house would have a different specialty, and the next house would would have a different one, right? And I think that's that's what's amazing, right? And I think that um, I think that. Uh, Years, hundreds of years back in France, maybe the system was this way before convenience stores and supermarkets were introduced. Right. Each household would really have their own specialty. And I think that's what's amazing. Yes, that's really something. No? And, yeah. and really, men talking about each, each person having their own specialty and getting it out there, that's, that's something unique that uh, I guess we can take away from, you know, given yeah, the, If there's something, then that's definitely yeah. that. <laughs> It's definitely that each per each individual or each group is suddenly coming up with their own specialty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the note of specialties, uh, very clearly yours is in sports. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, when did this idea of becoming a sports entrepreneur start to develop in you? When did it first flourish? When did you have the idea now, hey, I want to sell sporting goods? Uh, I started my company four years back, I, I, I think around there. Um, but then... When I was in grade four, oh, grade four, grade three, if people would ask me like, "What do you want to be when you grow, when you grow up?" like it's 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 a usual question we would get on our worksheets, right? Yes. yes. And I was I would always write, "I want to be a sportsman." Like I I, I don't I don't even know what a sportsman means. Yeah, I, I think maybe you got confused looks from your teachers. Yeah, sports, like, what's, a, what's a sportsman? I mean, but I kept saying that. Um, I kept saying that. When I was in grade four, up until now, if you ask me, I still don't know what a sportsman means. But if you want to take it literally, somebody that does something that's related to sports, right? Right. I mean, that's how I take it. Um, but for me, I really love sports. I Throughout high school, grade school and high school, I was a competitive basketball player. After, after high school, when I stopped playing basketball, I started getting into tennis. And then um, it's just... Uh, I always, I always wanted to do sports. I always liked doing sports. Mm-hmm. Now I'm very active playing billiards. Uh, it's just like a combination of moving and thinking, just appeals to me a lot. So this idea of keep of keeping yourself moving and active and thinking is, I think, probably that's what draw you towards probably 
Probably, mm, probably. Part. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I think it's something that I've always wanted to do. Like where I am now and what I do is something that I've been wanting to do ever since before. And I guess the title of sportsman, I, well, if you look back, maybe that's what, eventually you lived up to the title of being a sportsman. You're, I mean, yeah. in the basic sense, you're an entrepreneur, but but you're also do, you're doing things in the sports industry. So I guess yeah, yeah. you could call yourself yeah. a sportsman. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because of uh, what I do now, I get into contact with athletes, coaches, management teams of different teams. Um, so yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. On that note, you know, saying you want to keep yourself active and moving and challenging yourself, I guess to an extent. Mm-hmm. What I find so interesting is that you're also. Uh, the owner of Famous Amos Philippines. Is that right? <laughs> one of the owners. Uh, one, one of, of the owners. owners. Yeah. I mean, um, you have to balance training, right? And what yeah. better way to balance it with dessert? Right. <laughs> I mean, after you go training, it's perfect. You just go, go for dessert. You always, have to <laughs> you always have to strike a balance. Um, but yeah, um, I've always also I've always wanted to be in the food industry too, and uh, I think that uh, it was my chance to get into the industry. And now we're working with partners to uh, help the brand flourish here in the Philippines, and I think that they're doing a great job. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a dream. It's been a dream, and I'm glad that and I'm glad that I've been able to do it. Um, yeah. Given that you're handling so many businesses, total sports, active, and there's also famous Amos then on the side, uh, I guess I'm, I'm sure you've had your fair share of challenges, right? Oh, yeah, everyone definitely. Has. Yeah, definitely. And maybe you could share something about these challenges you faced, uh, maybe a particularly difficult one that you had to encounter uh, handling all of these things. There's always this uh, challenge of being above the rest, of right. setting yourself apart. So I won't say that I won't say that it's a big challenge, but it's really an accumulation of different pocket challenges that once put together, it's really, it can set you apart if, you're, if you succeed at it. Right? So it, uh, it's really a matter of thinking differently, but at the same time, thinking objectively. Right? I mean, a lot of people encourage you to think out of the box, this and that, but you know, it's easy to dismiss. Like, it's, it's easy to dismiss that and say, like, what do you mean? Because so when you say thinking out of the box, that's quite big. Yeah, I mean, if you, it, it's pretty general. Uh, thinking out, if you just say think out of the box, right? So yeah. Um, although I understand what they mean, I think what they're trying to say is think of uh, novel and different ways to attack an issue, while still being, uh, while still striking the same path when when you're hitting your goals. I think I think that's what's most important, right? You can you could. Uh, think you could come up with wild, strange, and different ideas as long as it will lead you to accomplishing your goal. With all of these in mind, um, how would you say that you manage your time between uh, handling all of the companies, given you know, thinking out of the box and making sure you're above the rest? Because it, it can get quite tiring to an extent. So how would you say you manage your time given all of these things? Plus, I know you also have family, you have a kid. How, yeah. how do you manage all of that? Um, yeah. Uh, well, it's tough. It's tough, right? For sure, for sure. But, um, there, are, no, there, are, there are different ways I can answer this question and I could compartmentalize it into two parts. One would be work and one would be family. 
with work, I think what's most important is knowing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like being confident in what you're doing and actually knowing what steps to take in order for you to get your goal, right? That way, that leads me to point number two, it has to, you have to surround yourself with a very able team, a team that enjoy, you, you enjoy working with and a team that enjoys working with you. And the only way that will happen is if you know what you're doing, right? Because it's easy to pinpoint when you're already second-guessing yourself. So, yeah, and I'm fortunate enough to be working with uh, a good team. And, uh, yeah, they've been making work life enjoyable and uh, a breeze so far. Oh, that's good to hear. But, yeah, going back to the other part, it's really family life. There has to be a balance all of the time. Um, something interesting that, uh, that I've always believed in is um, I believe that we are blessed with life to experience life and to make the most out of life and working. I mean, we shouldn't be working all the time. Right? The essence of life is in how we, we embrace and encourage and make, make connections and make relationships and this and that. It's, it's not being stuck in your desk nine to five and working. Yes. So family life is important to me. Like I know, um, I know work is important. It's what, fe- it's what feeds my family. But then uh, the bond that you create with your family, with my wife, with my kid. Hi, Denise. Hi, Dylan. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's what's, what's most important. It's definitely what's most important, right? I mean, having a good relationship with them, having a strong foundation, being able to surpass all challenges. And I think it's something that this pandemic has given us. It's given us an opportunity to stay together for long <laughs> amounts of time. Long time, right? yeah. Oh, uh, up until maybe my wife would be sick and tired of seeing me, but then it, I, for me, it's still a blessing because if not for this, then days would be spent at work, right? Right. So it's, it's, it's a nice chance to bond and uh, stick together and stay together as a family. I, think I really appreciate that, that you value so much the idea of have, uh, making time for the family. And I think that's what many, yeah, many young entrepreneurs, young businessmen tend to forget that they, they're so they're so focused and sucked into their work that they forget that relationships are important, that family is important, that the people you interact with are equally as important as what you're doing. And I agree with that so much. I agree with that. Yeah, that's a Definitely. fantastic insight. Well, I mean, it's something that you have to be strict with, right? If you're going to be staying at the office for nine from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., you owe it to people outside of your work to give them your hours outside of 5 p.m. Right, right, right. I mean, if if you're gonna go nine nine to five, just make sure you go hard. Like, just do what you need to do. Maybe, um, maybe you're gonna get a bit tired than rather than <laughs> pacing your work. But then, uh, that's what's work for, right? I mean, you could you could rest you could rest after. That's true. And going back to something you said, um, in your sharing earlier about working with a team. And 
I guess if you look at it in your life, there have been many teams that you've been working with. And I guess one of them from your earlier parts of your life was maybe even a basketball team. Mm, so yeah. in, in that sense, growing up as a basketball player, well, how, how did that have any influence on you and what you do now? Oh, a lot. Or maybe you could share something about that. Yeah, well, but before that, if these people are listening, I would want to thank my teammates, my coaches. Sure, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're so brandami. I, I, I don't even want to mention them one by one, but <laughs> these people have helped me a lot. And um, I think it's what I learned from playing competitive basketball that I still use up until today. It's being competitive and it's being, um, it's never being complacent. Mm -hmm. It's uh, going for the win. Yeah, and, these, right. and these things are, the, these uh, values are the same values that I would want my kid to learn and uh, be ready for. So I guess what you're saying is that these, these experiences from your past, being a basketball player, really taught you the, the value of being competent, the value of working hard, and always going for the win, right? Definitely. I think it's really discipline when it comes to your craft. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I wasn't the brightest student. If, my, uh, if, my, if some of our teachers would be listening to this podcast, they would, they would agree. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't the best student. I would never aim to be the best student, but I always aim to be the best basketball player. And I mean, um, that was just where my, my focus was. And I yeah. think that is something that I'm still doing now because I try to be the best, best way I can uh, on things that I focus on. Right. And, and that, that's good. Each person has to have their own key area focus. And in yours, yeah. it's, very, it's, it's, it's for sure sports. Yes. And with that being said, what would you want to share the younger athletes who might have been like you right, at their younger days. Not sure what they want to do, if they want to pursue a career in sports, or maybe they want to pursue a professional career. What would you want to tell these younger athletes? With the younger athletes, I think that um, it's, it's... What I'm going to say is really rather simple. Mm -hmm. It's love what you do. It's um, it, enjoy. Enjoy what you're doing because... Uh, I think the youth and the young athletes, they're, they're at the point in their lives wherein they're trying to love what they're doing. And once you go too hard with what you do, you tend to just uh, hate it, right? When it comes to this matter, I would want to address the parents or the, guy, the guardians of these uh, young individuals. I think... What's most important right now, and it's something that, and something that needs to be corrected, is that hopefully these guardians, these parents, would put these kids under correct training. Okay. I mean, um, I can expound on this later on, but there is training and there's correct training, right? There's always the right answer. So... And um, unfortunately, in the Philippines, I don't think that it's widely accessible yet. But then if you look, if you look deeply, it, there are options. So I think, I think um, the emphasis here would be putting your kids or putting uh, young individuals into proper and correct training. Right. Because, of course, the training is very important for you to love what you do. If you don't get the right yeah. training, then it's very difficult yeah. to perform well in yeah. what you do. Definitely. That, that's, that's I mean, you, you, when you 
La Luna during the younger years, when you're when you're doing something and you want to be good at it, those years would be the perfect time to do it properly. Right. In the formative years, correct. Yes. And you know, uh, speaking of training and working and the proper training, uh, you've had different experiences training in different sort of sports. Yeah, you mentioned kettlebells, tennis, even and billiards. Yeah. And uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm curious. How did these experiences, uh, being in these sports, playing these sports, and competition of it uh, affect you as a whole? Um, what takeaways have you gotten from each of these sports, and how has it affected you in your life? It affects me a lot. I think it does a lot to what I do and what I continually do. Um, I think it really just kind of uh, reinforces that competitive value that I have and mm-hmm. uh, not allowing or doing my best to be, to lead the pack, right? I mean, yeah. y- at the end of the day, you really won't know if you're leading or not, right? Mm-hmm. But as long as you stay disciplined and you, you, know, you know to yourself that you did your best, and there is really, it's uh, there's really no other improvement that you could have done, and you really just did your best already. I mean, there's satisfaction that I get from that. And you know, uh, speaking of discipline, at your age right now, uh, I'm sure you're very young, but in right, <laughs> yeah, uh, at your current age, uh, what what other uh, what is your fitness uh, regimen like right now? Uh, keeping that discipline, of course, you'll have to keep in shape. So, what is your what is your daily or your fitness? What does it look like? Right now, and especially in the time of quarantine, uh, that's really tough to answer. Because, um, yeah, just like uh, what what I'm saying, I think uh, it's important to strike a balance and uh, have really a holistic growth when, when with life, right? But then, with my with, with fitness training, I'm still in the process of trying to look for what is most sustainable for me. Okay, right? I mean. We are all used to looking at, uh, we're all used to seeing people train for hours, maybe 45 minutes, mm-hmm. um, maybe two hours for some. Some people can do sports for long amounts of time. But for me, given a rather filled up schedule with work and family and time for myself. Yes. I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded with industry experts that have given me different types of training that I could do maybe in just 20 minutes each day. Okay. Therefore, allowing me to devote my time to something else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to training, I would say I'm doing just the minimum okay. of what's enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I'm doing enough, but it's just like just enough. Okay, just you know, just enough to get your body moving, just to you know, maintain yeah, so, I mean, and be in if, shape. If yeah. you if you want to, if you want me to get into the details, it's yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, it's a quick 10, 15 minute uh, walk jog routine with some mobility work, and then I do ten minutes of uh, go hard kettlebell work. Okay, where I do. Um, with a 16 kilo kettlebell, uh, snatches like uh, eight snatches on my right, eight snatches on my left, eight rows right, eight rows left, uh, squat with a 16 kettlebell, 
uh, and then push-ups. So okay. eight reps of those for as much rounds as I can for 10 minutes. Right. So it's something that it's easy to do. It's something that's sustainable. It's something that if you don't do, you'd hate yourself because it's just 10 minutes. So I think it's, um, I think it's something that uh, is very sustainable for me. Given all of that, you know, you said you have this 10-minute routine, which is very doable, I think. You know? yeah. And so, in your opinion, to what extent does an average, do you think an average person should be engaging in uh, sports or in physical activities? I, I think there's no, best, there's, there's no best answer for your question. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't even think I'm in the right position to answer that question. But if you ask for my opinion... I don't know, maybe as long as you're moving, right, maybe okay. a total of 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day should be enough <laughs> rather than not moving, right? Better than nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, better than nothing. But I think what's most important is for you to move, mm-hmm. for you to maybe get the chance to do some resistance work, uh, lift some weights. Kahit na if you just carry, a, carry around a dumbbell and walk around, it's still better than nothing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all of these thoughts on sports, no, and it's it's, it's a very it's been very interesting getting your insights on uh, the different kinds of exercises, what motivates you, and the advice you've given to young athletes. But another thing I want to get into right now is, Sigur, I guess it's also a sort of advice. Uh, mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts? Then I want to know your thoughts on this notion that college is a crucial stepping stone. It's important that we yeah. must all go to college. So, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, uh, well. Well, going back to what you said, I don't think what I'm sharing is advice. It's really more on, I mean, I'm just 30 years old, right? So <laughs> it's really more on uh, observation on how how I think life is supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> I'm, there is a big chance that I'm wrong. There is a chance that I'm right. But uh, I hope that uh, whatever I'm saying now can connect to yeah. people that are listening to us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, college. <laughs> Yeah, sensitive topic, right? I mean, <laughs> if you have people, it's okay. If you have uh, people forty years old or maybe forty-five years old and older listening to what I'm gonna say, then yeah, a little bit sensitive. But I don't believe in college. Um, I don't believe in college mostly because uh, kids as young as sixteen, seventeen, eighteen are made to choose. Are made to choose what they would want to pursue. When I was 18, I, I, I don't think I can even say here what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then I, I took up a degree in economics. It's a, it's a degree that I've never used up until today. Yeah. Um, I just believe that college should be a choice. Okay. But then... I think that whatever values such as discipline, commitment, this and that, honesty, these values can be learned during high school, allowing a certain individual after high school to to make a choice, not on what they are going to take, for their university years, but more on whether or not they want to continue to study. Yeah, to enter university at all in the first place, right? Yeah, that, well, that's just my view. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then, yeah, I, I think that it's too young. 18, 17, 16 is an age too young to ask what you want to do in life. Okay. Right? But then, if say you, you want to be a doctor or you want to be a yeah. lawyer, an accountant, definitely you have to do college. You have to go to college, right? You have to take your pre-med. You have to take your pre-law. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But then if it's like rather, I mean, and this is just my opinion. Of course, it's like uh, business management uh, or marketing management. These are, I think, areas where an experience would be, be would be a better teacher. So I think uh, what, what I'm getting at is that it, it really is a case-to-case basis, whether or not you know, uh, some college is right for the individual or for the person because it's not yes, something definitely. you don't believe that something it should be it should be something forced onto someone, yes, like especially if they're already sure of what they want to do, because it might it might be even seen as a, a hindrance from them. As if they're so sure what they want to do at the age of sixteen or seventeen. Well, if if they're sure, then go by all means. Uh, the, the the universities and colleges will remain open, uh, but then like in my company. Uh, a college degree is not necessary. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have some members in my team that did not finish college. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, members in my team that uh, did not study in college uh, what they're doing here in the company. So it's really, we, we hired them because of the experience. We hired them because of the potential and the willingness to learn. It's not because of who graduated cum laude with business management or what, right? Yeah, so, but then it's just my view. Right? I mean, I'm here to... I always respect other people's opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hoping that uh, people would respect others' opinion too. Right. And right here, we're, we're all about hearing different ideas, hearing different opinions. And that's yeah. really what we wanted to get out of this. And I'm, I'm really thankful for the honesty and the, or the ability to share that opinion, right? Because I, I admit it's a very it's a, it might be touchy for some people. I mean, I guess even my parents have that same view that college is a must. Yeah, it's a it's it's something that's uh, that's a little bit touchy. Yeah, but then it's something that maybe in the long run my views would change too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean we're always open to anything. And speaking of uh, ideas that might be sensitive or touchy, uh, one last thing I want to ask you. Is that what is one idea or one thing that the listeners out there have to hear that isn't said enough? Hmm. Um, I have two things. Okay, and, sure. Um, two these, things. These, okay. these things really, I mean, attract me a lot whenever I remind myself of it. Mm-hmm. Um, every day, I think that, I, and I, be, I really believe this, every day is a chance to learn. Do not allow yourself to end the day being the same than what you are. Every day that you spend here, you have to keep improving. You have to keep learning. You have to make sure that you were better than yesterday. For sure. And it's something that you not just owe other people. It's not something that because you're working for this, say, for example, this uh, certain organization, you have to keep getting better or you want to prove to your family and your friends that you're going to be better. I think the greatest motivation here is proving to yourself that you can be better. Right. 
I think that's what's most important, like not allowing yourself to be complacent. So that's the first thing. The second thing would be you have to choose between two kinds of pain, right? Yes. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret, right? Both are painful. Sana yeah. ganito. I hope this would just have happened if only I did this. Those things hurt because this is time that you can take back. Right. But then if you stay disciplined, it's also painful to kind of uh, trek to um, unfamiliar, an, an unfamiliar path. You're going to be going to keep second-guessing yourself. You're going to keep recalculating. You're going to keep um, doubting. And uh, I think the wisest choice there is really choosing the path of discipline. Trying to end up better than how you used to be. Right. I really love those uh, those two insights that you shared. Uh, they're very powerful. No? Not being complacent, always finding a way to learn, and choosing the pain that is discipline. Not not yeah. not leaving things to regret, but always being disciplined with yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's those are very very important things that uh, everyone right now has to hear, especially uh, maybe in this time then in the pandemic. People have the temptation to just, you know, lounge around, do nothing. But that shouldn't be the case, right? That's what you shared. Yes, definitely. And I really enjoyed this conversation. I, and I personally learned a lot. And I'm sure everyone listening learned a lot too. And I really, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, what you shared, you might not think is advice. But uh, these are, these, what you shared is actually quite insightful. I, I find it really very insightful. I, I, I look at them as observations. <laughs> so the observation. yeah, but then it's something that I always remember, and uh, yeah, just like what I said, I try to use use them to uh, grow and improve. Yeah, this has been really a lot of fun, and I really admire your passion. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and sharing this passion and your gifts to everyone out there in the world. And I guess you, yeah, you really are uh, an inspiration. I guess I mean, you might not. You might not want to hear that or say that from your observations, but I think personally you are an inspiration to uh, many young people who want well, to pursue this kind of thank career. Thank you, I yeah. guess. <laughs> and I, I'm sure it requires a lot of thought, uh, you know, patience and work, and effort. Yeah, yeah and it's a, it's, okay. it's a lot of trial and error. It's mostly error. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's experience. It's experience. It's experience that I don't want to trade for anything. So yeah, thank you so much for uh, putting out time in your very busy schedule for us today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And I guess at this part, uh, if there's anyone you wanna shout out or greet, oh. say hello to. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanna say hi to my wife Denise. Hello, <laughs> and to my kid, my our two-year-old, si Dylan. Well, yeah, let's. Uh, I can't wait for you to get into sports. I, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna thank Joel too. You know, Joel. Okay. Uh, I think is part of your podcast team. Yeah, Joe was on the, I, on the team. Yes. Yeah, this guy means a lot to me because when I was, I, I, I want to share this story to the whole world. I think everybody would know him for his tennis skills. Yes, of course. But I want to thank him for, and I want to applaud his generosity because uh, years back when I was starting out with tennis, I wasn't, uh, I don't even think I'm a good tennis player. I was a probably subpar tennis player. He was generous enough to partner with me in a doubles tournament. Oh, so imagine, okay. imagine how nice this guy is to be partnering with an unknown subpar <laughs> player. So, yeah. Hey, Joel, uh, I don't know if I've, uh, 
had the chance to thank you. So I'll do that now. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Joe was listening. And yeah, he, he heard that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yun. Um, well, yeah, hopefully, uh, well, it was an entertaining podcast for you guys. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I'll be happy to be back on the show. We'll be very happy to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you again so much for spending some time today. Thank you. So until next time, this has been Hear Him Out.